BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And boy, do we have a fantastic show for you guys today. We're going to have so much fun. Before we get started, let me tell everybody that they can... Uh, they can ask questions in the chat room. Hello, chat room. What's up, everybody? And if you hit the ITV button at the top of your screen, you can see Ron and I in the studio. And um, before we get started, let me introduce my outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Who's still swallowing his lunch. <laughs> Notice it's 3 o'clock and I eat lunch. When you work with Jimmy Starr, you don't necessarily get lunch at noon. You could have eaten lunch at noon. Well, I wasn't. I was busy running around trying to find a Merry Christmas sign. Hello, world, everybody. No such thing. Everything is holiday. I'm so upset about that crap. What happened to Merry Christmas? I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Bible belt person. I'm not a Bible swinger. I'm not one of these Jesus people who think Jesus is the all. I just think that respect, respect his birthday. Excuse me, I'm burping. I mean, respect the fact that <laughs> it's called Christmas for Christ's mass. You can't just dismiss it as if it's nothing. It's hideous. You're worried about hurting the people that are coming here from other countries because we're not accepting their holiday? What about the Americans for three generations, five generations, Since the beginning who of are time. Christians, <laughs> who have had Merry Christmas here all of their years? We're disrespecting those Christians, born-again Christians, Christians, Catholics, Protestants, all the people that fall under the Jesus label. We're disrespecting them. By not saying Merry Christmas. We've got to stop this politically correct insanity. It's getting to the point of nausea. I mean, I do Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends. I wouldn't dream of saying to my best friends, Happy Holiday. What am I, stupid? Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's a happy time. 
It's a beautiful holiday. Say it. Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Bona, what are the other ones? I don't even know the other ones. They're in foreign languages. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't find anything to hang outside of my house that says Merry Christmas. I think it's appalling. I don't want to wish you a happy holiday. What, holiday Holiday in? I mean, what are we doing, holiday? Everybody should stop it. And, and Christmas has been here before you got to this country. Assimilate to who we are. Don't make us change to who you are. We Americans resent it. So if you're the foreign people that are coming and saying, we don't want Christmas, get the hell out. We don't need you here. <laughs> I'm pissed. Anyway, also, hi, we everybody. have to like, give a shout out to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hola. Merry Christmas to you both. Thank you. He's, he don't went out you agree? For, he went out looking for a Merry Christmas sign to put out, and he can't find one that doesn't say Happy Make Holidays. He can't find I was appalled, appalled by this. Appalled. Absolutely disgracing and hurting the Christian people. Make your own. Oh, yeah, I got time to make my own. Are you serious? <laughs> you got it's time to eat. Prin- got time I'm, okay, I'm lucky I wash my hair. It's just the principle behind Hold the, on, we have, the me- principle. we have a service message. By the way, happy holidays. Thank you, Chad. That wasn't me. That was the, the man, the myth, the legend. Who said that? That was Dean. Oh, fuck you, Dean. Um, excuse me. See, so you make me curse. Dean, happy Hanukkah, you fucking Jew. And to all you Christians, Merry Christmas. Well, you know what? Thank you for that happy Hanukkah. Because you said happy Hanukkah to me, I say Merry Christmas to you. There you absolutely. go. Well, absolutely. Those are our hot. What's, what's better? Look, I love Hanukkah because I eat well at Hanukkah. I despise Passover. I'm not Jewish on Passover. I'm, I get very Jewish on Hanukkah because you can eat good little good goodies. Um, I wish every one of my Jewish friends, uh, even my darling Perry Winkler, everybody said happy Hanukkah back to me. I'm not even Jewish. I didn't get hysterical and start carrying on impolite and correcting in, in your ass or whatever they do. Yeah. You know what I don't like, though? What? I don't like when people want to force on me the Merry Christmas. I don't mind them saying Merry Christmas, but when they want to force it on me, if I say, well, I'm Jewish, it's well, I'm going to wish you it's Merry not Christmas anyway. Before we got here, before the Jews and the Italians got to this country, when we were still immigrants of our, our land, there were Irish people and German and Dutch people here that were saying Merry Christmas, Gutenjakin, whatever the fuck they say in, in their languages, all right? <laughs> this Christmas was before Jews, before Italians. I don't say Buona, Buona Natale, well, I want, I'm Italian. Okay, everybody's got to see me and say Buona Natale. What? I'm an American. What kind of Buona Natale? It's Merry Christmas. It's been here before I got here. And I respect it. It's part of America. It's Christmas cards. It's Santa Claus. It's a wonderful time of year. We never had this 30 years ago. Everybody walked around. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. It wasn't forced on you. It was a blessing, a wishing. We're wishing you a Merry Christmas, okay, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's enough. No, frig you, Jimmy. I we can't. We want to wish annoying. you a Merry Very annoying Christmas. people. I get it that it's annoying, but uh, everybody's got it. It's fine. I do think that everybody should say, you know, Merry. You don't have to. You shouldn't be corrected for saying Merry Absolute. Christmas. Say what you want. Free, Happy free speech in this country. <laughs> there you go. Peace anyway. out. If it offends you, don't look or don't listen. <laughs> there you go. I like T-U-F. it. So, nice so, all right, you guys, so we got a chat room full of people. What's up, chat, chat room? room? We want to say hello. What's up, guest Cindy Lady Lake, Irish Ginger, Rebel. Rebel said we look very handsome. Thank you, Rebel. Thank you, sweetie. Dave from Stars Now UK, Goddess. We love Goddess. Lady Lake Jen, Stefan, Ken Pettigrew from the Ken Pettigrew Show. What's up, everybody? Oh, Jimmy McCreary, which we've missed lately. So hello and welcome back, Jimmy. 
We We hope everybody's having a great Christmas season, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope whatever holiday you celebrate, you're enjoying yourself. Happy holiday to whoever you are, and to those of you who who are in the Christmas spirit, Merry Christmas. See my beautiful scarf? It's silk. I have had it for years. I don't know who the designer is, but it's one of those big shot designers that charge too much for merchandise made in Hong Kong. But anyway, it's wonderful. It's all dogs, every single dog, and I've had about eight or nine of them in my lifetime. And they all have little Christmas hats on. And it, I wear this scarf only once a year on Christmas. That was really important, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, but anyway, um, we should be all happy and healthy and be a country again and be one and enjoy all the beautiful things that we have, the gifts that we are able to afford or put on our charge accounts <laughs> and pay years from now. Chad, um, you have a good weekend? Yeah, I was busy. We had like four gigs in a row, and uh, but hey, I still got energy. We got three gigs coming up this weekend. There you go. That's, That's good. awesome. You're making money, so you could buy the girl a nice present. <laughs> right? Maybe an engagement ring, like a nice two carat. Hmm. Wouldn't that be nice to, to to engage this poor woman? If she were my daughter, you'd be out the door so fast. <laughs> you would never. I would have had you shot. I would have called Brooklyn and said, "Next river." Put him in. Put him in the river. Next Absolutely. river, huh? I Would think it, we should get Heather on the phone see what she thinks. Thanks, guys. You're really helping out today. Well, maybe Heather don't like him. You know, maybe Heather <laughs> said, no way am I marrying him. He's a creature. You know, yeah, we don't know. She but I think me. after all this, if it was my daughter and she was seeing a fella this long, I'd say, okay, listen, are you a putana or not? I mean, what's going on here? You're sleeping, living with this guy, giving him all the pleasures of a married woman that she gives, and he could get up and walk out, and you got nothing. So at least if you marry him, you could take him for what he's worth. How long have you been with her, Chad? I think about 10 years now, 11 years. Oh, my God, 10 years. I'm having a stroke. (laughs) Florida's Florida's like a a whatever. One of those states after seven years, it's like you're married anyway. So she doesn't have to worry about it. My children don't tell me who they date because they're afraid. I call the guy up and I warn him. I say, listen, after the third date, I want to see a ring. I want to plan a wedding. They never come back. I'm (laughs) I'm in it till the end. Yeah, so my daughter's never... I said, are you dating anybody? No. I said, oh, come on. They said, no, we're not dating anyone. We want to give a special shout-out, too, to J.J. Catrone. He just texted me that he's listening. J.J., what's up? Hope everything's going well. J.J., my baby face. How are you, sweetie pie? I hope your health is improved and you kicked it all and you're back to normal. And uh, we missed you, J.J.J. There you go. And also, they're saying it's called common law because I couldn't think of what it's called. Thanks, Rebel. Thank Goddess. Notice the word common is in front of it because you're common if you abide by this law. <laughs> so who wants to be common in a common law? Chad, anyway. I'm with you. You do it in your own time. As long as everything is good and own you're happy, time. don't worry about Soon it. Soon his dick is not going to work. He's getting so old. He's with her 10 <laughs> years. How old is he? 40? Another 50 years old. He could whistle. He's got to get a, a, Does a age pump matter? Does age matter or is huh? it how you love one another? Is that what matters? That's right. Look, oh, at, look, at, look, at, look at Goldie Hawn and, and Kurt Russell. They're they still together? Good. Yeah, Good not really. Them. I know not better, really. dirt, but I'm not going to bring it out. I'm sure there's somebody though who's together who's not well, married. Not, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody today stays together really long. They all get bored with the sex and they get bored with the person, so they're always looking for a new adventure. That seems to be the thing today. So that's a good thing. I've already been through like three or four times of Hollywood marriages, and you know I've stayed stayed with her. There you go. That's terrific. Yeah, well, I married Jimmy because I wouldn't have it. We, we both agreed. To, to getting married because we believe in the institution. When's the one-year anniversary? It, it is an institution. You know? Wait, what did you say, Chad? When's that one-year anniversary coming up? No, we're, two. We, we passed oh. our two-year wedding anniversary when, in October. When's number two? Oh, October, all right. 
we're going to our third. And it does make a difference because I've I lived with Sal D. George for 40 years and I never felt complete. And then when Sal passed away from pancreatic cancer, I wasn't allowed in the, oh my God, I didn't want to go back there. But the things that they did to me because they said to me, you're nothing to him. I said, nothing? I cooked for the man for 42 years. I slept with yeah. him for 42 years. He was my only reason I lived at the time. You got a point there, Ron, when it starts and, coming down to that stuff. Yeah, and I had no say in the matter. And I had to do everything quickly before his family found out and came and took my furniture yeah. that we both had that was mine that they could have the right, please. Yeah. It was that not be a, a nightmare. Time. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. There you go. It's a better, so. t- better, better time today, that issue is. Everybody should get married. It's a lovely thing. Ken Pettigrew says it's 100% an institution, a mental one. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. It, you have to I be institutionalized to get married. <laughs> Ken, sure. Ken, we love you. Hope all is going well. Merry Christmas to you, sir, and you and your wife. Hope everything is going terrific. Yeah, and Goddess, I hope you fixed your vibrator because I know how depressing it can be. <laughs> She's so cute. She's saying, what vibrator? She's got a gorgeous boyfriend who won't marry her either. She's with him like 18 years. I said, if you were my daughter, I would break that up. I don't think it was 18. I don't remember what Yeah, it was, 18 or 20 was. Some ridiculous amount. I think she was like six years old when she met him. You know, really, <laughs> really a, a romance of youth. But Goddess She's is laughing, got, though, in the chat room. Well, so Goddess, great. if you don't put a ring on your finger soon, honey, go ditch him. Get somebody else. Because you know what? When you're old, nobody's going to want you. At least if you're married, the guy's stuck with you with a paper. But when you're old, they take off for a young she's snatch. She's never going to get old, though, because she's gorgeous. Well, listen, all snatch ages. She says you got it. And Ken Pettigrew says they're doing awesome. And Who's doing awesome? His, him and his wife. I asked. I said, Merry Christmas to you and your wife. Yeah, well, Ken is married. He's a decent human being. <laughs> I mean, right, Kenny? Woo, we won't talk about the other things. That's funny. So what's up, everybody? We hope everybody's having a good time. We're going to have a great show today. We've got Sean Kanan coming on. You guys uh, know him if you're a soap opera lover. He's been on all the, all the major soap operas, uh, uh, Bold and the Beautiful and General Hospital. Uh, for me, like the big thing, if if you guys are Karate Kid fans, you know him as Mike Barnes from Karate Kid Three, who like picks on Daniel Larusso and then gets his ass kicked at the end. So that's like really really cool. Uh, Ron's gonna like it because he was actually in. Um, he's been in an episode of Happily Divorced, mm-hmm, and he's I've... also been in an episode of The Nanny. And since that's right. like Ron's Ron's thing, mm-hmm. because I fought like crazy to keep Happily Divorced on. I contacted Mark uh, Peter Jacobson. And he came on our show to talk about it, and we still don't know why they removed it. Possibly because of its content. It's about a a, a woman who finds out her husband's gay, and he moves in with her just the same because he can't afford to live on her own, his own, and he has a boyfriend. Anyway, it's a very funny gay plot. Didn't offend anybody. Nothing sexual, nothing vulgar, nothing perverse. Or perverse or perverted is what I want to say. It was a decent, good show. Uh, As far as Fran Drescher goes, I am after her like crazy. She doesn't respond to me i have no idea why maybe it's because she's listened to the show <laughs> and she said that guy's crazy i'm not going on that show but i'm going to torture this guy today and say please call friend and tell her to call me i'll talk nice i mean she, she comes from flushing i come from astoria one town away we have the same accent also goddess says she's going to let us know if she gets the ring this christmas hint. goddess if you don't kick that bastard out of the house as fast as you can Ooh. just say take your Dirty underwear and get out. I'm not washing your clothes. Nah, if you love him, you're all right. <laughs> no, don't love him. I wouldn't. Have, if Jimmy didn't want to marry me, I'd have moved on. I'd have moved on to a rich old man, <laughs> a really old rich one like that. He tells me, you know, I only have like a couple of months to live, and I would have married him. 
That's no fun. Mm. Well, it is funny after he dies because you get all that money. You got, you blow it. You, you buy beautiful things. We went to see the tree, and that was a disappointment because New York City has changed. It's no longer New York City. Uh, people came from, I don't know, out of the woodwork, as they say. Millions of people on that Sunday evening, police with bullhorns and ropes and lines, and a man was urinating in the street next to us. Uh, down a block down from the tree, there were homeless people sleeping in doorways with blankets. I have never seen this before on Fifth Avenue, right outside of Donald Trump's building. I mean, if Donald Trump came down that day and walked, he'd have dropped dead when he saw what was happening to his neighborhood. Um, it was shocking to see, and it's a whole new world that has now invaded New York City from where they come. I don't know. 20 years ago, you were able to pull your car up to the curb, get out, go see the tree, get back in. It was decent. Now the population, I mean, it was unbelievable. From 59th Street down to 34th Street, you could not move. Uh, across the street is a fabulous department store, Saks Fifth Avenue. They stopped letting people in to use the toilet because the toilets were overflowed with toilet paper and flooding and urine all over the place. I don't think that's decent to do at Saks. Um, New York has definitely become a carnival at Christmas time. I'm saddened by this, but this is what I saw. The tree was beautiful, the ornaments and the decorations. Bergdorf's window was magnificent. Not Bergdorf's. Um, what's it called? Was it Bergdorf's yeah. across the street? No, Bergdorf's. Well, I don't know if it's across the street, but Bergdorf's. Bergdorf's. That's fabulous. the bathroom they closed. Was Bergdorf's. The police were on bullhorns, screaming at people, "Get back! Move back! Hey, lady, watch!" I mean, it was dreadful. That's a Christmas spirit talking to people that way. Move we it! Into, Come on, we went move into, it! We went into Macy's and there was an, a senior lady. I would say she was in her 70s or 80s. Yeah, it was asking terrible. somebody how to get there. And the guy who worked at Macy's, he didn't nicely say anything to her. He was screaming at her, you go over here. And he kept repeating it because she didn't understand him. He didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just terrible. I couldn't believe it. So. And I felt bad because Macy's is supposed to be the, the home store of Christmas. And he had on a yarmulke and she had on a shadle. A shadle is a wig that the, uh, the uh, religious Jewish people wear. So I felt bad for them. I wanted to say to them, he's not a Christian. He's something else. Because, you know, it's not nice to talk to uh, people that aren't Christian at a Christian affair meanly. It doesn't look good. So anyway, it wasn't that great to go. I could have I passed on I'm it. I'm never going again because I don't need to go again. Um, New York City, I walk a very narrow path when I'm there now. I know the Upper East Side is where I go. The restaurants are there, and it's safe. They're not going to blow me up, and it's not going to be. They're saying in the chat room, Stefan's saying New York's changed a lot. Goddess is saying everybody was rude. So, well, the people that are rude, Goddess, are not New Yorkers. That's the sad part. They speak different languages. They have accents from all over the country. Remember, we have a saying in New York. New York has bridge and tunnel people that come in. People from Jersey City, people from Harlem, the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, Brooklyn. These people are different people than New Yorkers who are cosmopolites. A true New Yorker who has lived there all their lives are very gracious, very well-mannered, very wealthy mostly, but decent people. So now you God have... I said she's born in Brooklyn. I'm born in Brooklyn too. Now you have an influx of people coming in from all over the world. And they don't like Americans, most of them, because they're jealous of what we've got. And they want to destroy it, and they want to put it down and make it like it's no big deal. So Americans have a Rolls Royce, so what? We'll smash the window, what do we care? That sort of a mentality that we have to lose. 
But as I wrote in Facebook, we must have patience. We have to deal with the new immigrant, the new persons who are coming in. Whoever they are, we can't judge them. Just because they're wrapped up like a mummy doesn't mean they're ISIS. Uh, we have to be nice to everybody and because that's what we do. And we have to treat everybody equally, but we must also enforce the fact that they have to respect our country and our customs and, and become who we are. They have to assimilate us. They must become Americans as my family did who came from Italy and, and other people's families who came from all over the world. When you come to America, it's not your country. Don't try to make it your country. If you want your country so bad, go back to your country. It's there already. Why convert our country to your country? Just come in. Being an American is a wonderful thing because you have freedoms, you have welfare, you have Medicare, you have Medicaid, Medigots, everything you've got. Free hospitals, free this, free that. If you can't afford rent, you get money from the government. They give you whatever that crap is called. No other country does this for you. America greets its immigrants and says, okay, we're going to help you out. Hindus don't pay taxes for 10 years. If you're of that fate, you get drug stores, you get all these wonderful stores that they run, these, what are they called? Uh, these, like, convenience, uh, shops. convenience shops. They don't pay taxes for years. So America does offer to all the people in it a way to survive if you've come from a bad country or if you've been abused. We welcome everybody. But please, when you come, don't pee in our street. That's all. If it's okay in your country to pee in the street, go back. We don't need to be on Fifth Avenue in front of Tiffany's and watch some man pee on the sidewalk. It's, it's just disrespectful to New York, to New Yorkers, and certainly to America. End of my boring speech. All right, good. So oh, Ken wow. Pettigrew's bringing out his comedy and says the problem with Christian women is they only like it missionary style. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was a Christian, and I was told she was on her knees all the time, so I don't know about that. Tony Curtis told me Marilyn was on her knees always, and I said, wasn't that sad? He said that was the only way Marilyn could get a movie part in the beginning when she was starting off, because they all thought she was stupid and couldn't act. So, so, uh, so, so Chad. Hi, Captain. I was thinking that our first guest should have called by now. I guess he heard me, and he's not. <laughs> He's, forget about it. I'm not going to deal with that kind of I was thinking maybe we could try to call him and see if maybe like he didn't get that he's supposed to call us. Let's work on it. Um, he's That's the Sean Kanan guy. You got it. So we'll try and see everybody. So everybody, we're going to see how this works. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last name. I hope so. Who? Our first guest. What's his name? Sean Kanan. Yeah, Kanan is his name. That's who he is, Sean Kanan. It's a good Irish name. Okay, so we're going to be live t live television now, everybody. You can hit the ITV button. You can see us. We're trying to call him. Hopefully, it's going to work. Um, and we'll, we're going to find out, I guess, in a minute. Huh? How's that? I don't mm -hmm. hear. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you he listened in and he said, "I'm not going on that show. They're communists or something." <laughs> what are they going to call us? Communists? Or they're going to call me Donald Trump? Watch. They're going to say, "Oh, he's Donald Trump in disguise of Ron Russell." I mean, I don't mean to sound like Donald Trump, although he does say some things that make some sense. It's just that he does it in a crazy way. Yeah, Ken, you can text him. <laughs> Ken's friends with him. With Donald Trump? No, Sean Kanan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. You know, Donald Trump, somebody compared him to Hitler. And I said, oh, my God, Hitler became you know, the chancellor of Germany. <laughs> so maybe Donald's going to become the next president. That's hilarious. <laughs> if, he, if he keeps up what he's doing, who knows? You never know in this crazy country. Yeah, it's just ringing and ringing, Mr. Starr. 
I guess okay. he's not interested. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Ken. Text him and let's let's take a little music break because he we may get in touch with him during the music break. Can we do that, Chad? We can do anything you want. It's your show, buddy. So we're gonna play a song for you. We haven't played it in a while. It's called "You Are the Love." The name of the brand is called Jefferson. They're out of Australia. We've had them on the show a couple times. They're awesome. I love this show. Uh, it's really really good. So here we go, everybody. Jefferson, you are the love. Check it out. There is a magic in you A mystery I hold on to And I won't ever let go You are the love You are the love You are the love There is a fire in you
name of the song is You Are the Love. Gotta love it. Okay, it's a good song. Now let's roll. What's doing, guys? What's that mean? What does it mean? It means, where's our next guest? What happened? I don't know what happened. We'll find out. We need to know. Something went wrong. Maybe he's just, maybe his clock is a little bit behind. I hope he doesn't think we're on LA time. I hope not. He's actually, he's actually got a show tonight at the Gas Lamp Theater in Long Beach. Where he's oh, doing so he's like out in California. Show. He's in California, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> did, did anybody ever tell him that we're on Eastern time? Yeah. I don't know. We'll work it out. We're working on it now. I just sent an email. Uh, so we'll see what we can do. In the meantime... In well, the I hope meantime, nothing happened. Yes, me too. In the meantime, let's do a couple ads. Um, first of all, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show. We got... Um, I don't know, I think we broke seven and a half million plays on SoundCloud or something like that, which is awesome. You can hear the show live uh, on W4CY Radio every Wednesday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time with the fabulous Sean, uh, Chad Murphy. Sean Murphy. Chad Murphy. You can hear us on WROM Radio in Detroit, <laughs> Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Ontario, and London. Monster FM Radio in New York, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, K4HD Radio in LA, WBAD Radio in Washington, D.C., and Blast FI on the Jimmy Stars World Radio in Philadelphia. Then you can hear us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And then you can see our videos on Roku, YouTube, Vimeo, and JimmyStarsWorld.com. And pretty soon we're going to have our very own Roku channel. I'm allowed to announce that? You can announce that we're going to have our own Roku channel. Oh, good, because everybody on Facebook wanted to know what the big secret was, and I said, I can't say yet till the ink is dry. Yes, all you do is get your Roku device, plug it into your TV, and whenever you want to see... We're looking to launch next week. Whenever whenever you want to see us, you simply go to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Big, big logo will be there. Click on it and enjoy whatever show you like. And that's um, all part of the Jimmy Stars World team and the help with uh, my partner and all of that, Mr. Stefan Daniel Bell. And so we'll be exactly, launching hopefully exactly. next week, and he's awesome. And Chad, could you tell the camera person to please uh, raise the camera a little because the top of my head's cut off. My uh, hair's cut the off. The camera's in your room. Oh, <laughs> I thought you had you had control of the camera. I'll do it before we I get a have guest to coming. a certain I'll, point. So. Okay, okay. I don't know. About talk. something else. Well, I'm not talking politically. I'm not a political person. I'm just a plain old American who gets upset like everybody else. I'm not into politics anyway. Other than that, it's been fun. A little more. No, that was fun. That's good. A little more. You want that I'm, much? I'm tall. I sit high. I sit tall. All right. Or up, up, up. <laughs> It's not doing it. All right, screw it. That's good. That's perfect. Now it went too high. Well, there we go. There you got it. Now, um, we've been enjoying all the sales, you know, the Ralph Lauren department and Macy's and Bloomingdale's. You get 20 off, 15 off if you had a shop on sale. I mean, you can get some items really good, beautiful stuff, well-made for cheap. So that's the fun part of shopping for Christmas and the holiday uh, is getting bargains. That's kind of like a, a, an added present. I've been doing that for years. I taught Jimmy how to do it. Jimmy used to go into a, a man's store, you know, a boutique store, and buy everything, and it was a fortune of money. Oh, by the way, Ralph Lauren has gone insane because in his store he had a pair of socks, cashmere socks, for $129 Ooh. for socks. I mean, now, Ralphie, you got to put your feet back on the earth. You got to come down, Can Ralphie. you imagine that, Chad? Like, like I don't care if I had $50 million, I wouldn't spend $135 no. for no, a pair of I think Ralph's socks. people have gone a little nuts, and they really think what the hell they are and who the hell they are. I mean, cashmere is cashmere. Okay, no big deal. Meanwhile, I once owned cashmere socks, and my toe went right through the front. 
because it doesn't hold a weave. So when you walk a while, the weave opens, and there's your big toe sticking through it. Imagine blowing 130 bucks on a pair of socks, and you come home and your big toe sticking through it. Chat room, would any of you guys ever spend $130 on a pair of socks? I wouldn't. Chad, would you spend $130 on a pair of socks? No, sir. I knew that answer. I can't even imagine. Even if I like had so much money like I was shitting money, I wouldn't spend $130 on a pair of socks. I mean, but you know what? When you look at a pair of men's underwear that's $49, $69 for a pair of underwear, it's not Victoria's Secret, boys, you know? I mean, where they rob you, you on a museum. for free. <laughs> no, I, I remembered when we went shopping with Jane Russell. Can you believe this? Shopping with Jane Russell for a museum. I mean, how cr stupid is that? And uh, we were in the mall, Jane, myself, and her assistant. And I, we went into Victoria's Secret, and Jane said, oh, these are beautiful bras. See, they're seamless. And then she looked at the price. She threw it down, and she said, let's get the hell out of here. I said, what? You wouldn't pay like $120 for a bra? She said, are you crazy? And, and she was the queen of bras, you know. But I guess she got them free from maiden form. When she Goddess did their, says you could go commando. What's, oh, com no, nobody goes commando. And, and, guess, I, and Pet Ken Pettigrew says that's called free balling. Yeah. <laughs> No, I remember when I was young, girls said only old ladies wore bras. No girl would dare wear a bra. Everybody was braless. And it was fun if you were going up an escalator and a girl was coming down the escalator. How do you like that, though? Freeballing. I like the name. Yeah, I, I know that stuff. <clears throat> you knew that stuff. Yeah, because from my time. Freeballing <laughs> free is when men don't wear underwear, actually. I That's, know. It's called, oh, I thought you meant the woman freeballing. Oh, no, you know, for men, freeballing. Oh, yeah, men. But, uh, you know, do whatever makes you feel good. Some gowns you can't wear a bra with because it's stupid to wear a bra with a push-up gown. Or some garments don't need a bra. And it looks nicer to be smooth and a little bouncy sometimes. Bouncing is good. Men like bouncing. Right, and guys? Says the problem with freeballing, though, is it's sitting on your, is sitting on your nuts. Well, the problem with that is if you perspire when you get up, you have to peel your nuts off your thigh. Because they've stuck there like somebody crazy glued your nuts to your thigh. Only You only hear these kind of things on the Jimmy Star show, people. Well, that, that, that's why we're the number one show, because we say it like it is. We don't hold back. They're saying ouch. Ouch is right. I've sat on mine a few times. It wasn't fun. Trust me. Sitting on your nuts. Well, yeah. As you get older, they sort of hang and swing. You know, they reach your ankles. I once, I once wore my balls as earrings. I think that's hilarious. That's a joke. A big joke. I was doing drag at the time, and I was in the dressing room. I said, where are my long earrings? And some queen yelled back, use your balls. So I said, okay. <laughs> That's a true story. We just made the joke. I Pure, we like purified it. the joke. You got to freaking like love it. I just think it's hilarious. So Right. So you, um, If you don't hear it here, you never hear it anywhere. That's right. What are we going to do with this guest? That. Nothing. That's not calling in. He's this is terrible. Call. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he'll be okay. I hope he wasn't in some kind of a terrorist attack. Nothing going on in California. Now, you never so. know. They're going to blow L.A. up. That's okay. I think what we'll, maybe what we'll do is take a music break, and Chad, you can try and call him during the music break. I, can I mean, that. it's not real that his producer's not calling us, his agent's not calling us, his manager's not calling us. There's a lot of people there who should be calling us to apologize or to give a reason to this rhyme. Take it easy, Ronnie. No, it's just I'm a, I'm a little worried. God forbid the guy we had get, an accident. We get more of you, okay? Nah, he's fine. I'm sure it's all fine. I'm sure we're going to get him in a minute. So. I get nuts if my kids don't answer the phone on the first ring. I do the same thing. Yeah, he does. Where are my daughters? I'm God forbid something might have happened. They're not answering on the first ring. So what we're going to do, you guys, you guys remember Kin. Kin is a freaking awesome band from the UK. They have a hot song. It's called Home Sweet Home. We debuted it here worldwide on the... Uh, 
Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? We debuted it here like like a year ago on the Jimmy Star Show. It's a fabulous song, Home Sweet Home, and uh, uh, and here it is, Home Sweet Home by Ken. Like a place we are heading for So nothing happened, right, Chad? You couldn't get through? I could not get through. All right, everybody. So I don't know what happened with Sean Cannon, so we're going to like uh, 
talk about something else and keep it going because our next guest isn't coming on for like 35 minutes. Um, and uh, maybe we can try and call him. Ch Chad, I have his cell phone number. You think we could? Oh, I could text him. I can t try and text him on his cell phone number. I if we call him on his cell phone, then we don't get video. That's correct. Um, uh, and thanks, Ken. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about that. Um, so anyway, um, I'll try and text him real quick and see if we can get, get him uh, on Skype. And in the meantime, we have to have a new topic for discussion. So what are we going to talk about? Having a clue. It's Christmas. Well, it's Christmas. Oh, please. Leave Christmas, Christmas, Christmas alone. Leave Christmas alone. No, you have to. Like, what am I going to do? Something. Yeah, I'm dressing up as Santa Claus. I'm going to put on big boobs and run down the street screaming I'm a grand queen. That's, That'll get everybody's that's attention. That's Mrs. Claus. Right. Well, I could go. I could go and as the old saying was, go in Macy's window naked. That'll get everybody's attention. They could come and have a good laugh. No, they wouldn't laugh. They would be like so happy. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, the guest that was coming on, he was a hottie, good-looking guy too. So he's still a hottie. Well, he's still a hottie. But I was going to ask him some provocative questions. You know, maybe he read my Facebook page and got scared because well, I said on Facebook I was going to ask outrageous questions. I like when I get super handsome guys on. Because I can ask them things that no other guy dares. Guy stuff that all you girls want to know. And gay guys who like these hot, sexy men. Yeah. Well, as you guys know, too, like um, uh, right now we're on the Roku channel, but we're on the LGBTQ TV channel, which doesn't get updated a whole lot. So we've got a brand new show uh, channel mm -hmm. coming out on Roku. It's going to be called The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, just like this show with the same cool logo. It's going to have all our videos from all the shows, and it's going to probably be the only place you're going to be able to see it once we get it all going up there. Um, you're going to have to have a Roku player. We're going to take everything off of like YouTube and all that other stuff, and that way advertisers and, and everybody you will have to have a Roku. I mean, 8 million people have it, so 8 million people And not people any Roku, excuse me. What about when the other ones come out, you'll be able to see us because they're all interchangeable. In other words, what are the other companies? No, you can't get on the other ones. As Apple, Apple is coming on the same as Roku. I know, but we, we can't get on that. Apple's difficult to get on. No, no, but I understand that if you have the device, you can, in other words, the smart TVs come with all oh, of yeah, them. Oh, yeah, smart TVs come with all of them. So if you want to see our show, you don't necessarily have to buy a Roku. You could buy an Apple, and that's no. still, well, yeah, it's still it in the directory. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, so but when we go looking for stuff, Apple TV won't come with Roku. Is a different than an Apple TV. So Apple Roku comes on a smart TV, and then you will be able to see us if you have a new smart TV that carries it. Otherwise, you got to go pay forty bucks and get a Roku. But I, I was under the impression that all of them are coming no. on now. You know, internet. Uh, but just because you're on them all doesn't mean you're on all their channels. You oh. have to get on each and okay. Internet internet entertainment happens to be the number one. Uh, Good Morning America uses Skype as well as Ellen. Uh, it's going to be the way of the future. You're not going to have to buy cable anymore and spend all that money. All you have to do is hook everything up to your computer. And you'll be able to, if you're if you want to see an Italian movie in Italy, you can see it. Or if you want to go to Latin America and see something there, you can see their television. Which means TV will now be international. We can see whatever we want, wherever in the world it's being performed. I think that's unbelievable. And I'm excited about that. Absolutely. So get a smart TV and everything will be built in. I don't know who Apple's built into. What TV has got Apple in it? Um, I don't know. We'll have to find Apple's out. It's just totally different. But Apple is significantly harder and it'll cost you about 50 grand to get on there. Whereas it's not costing us that much to get on there. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I mean, I don't care about <laughs> Apple. Everybody makes a big deal about Apple. I mean, I have an Apple something. What do I have that's Apple? iPod. A phone. You have a phone, a phone an iPod. And iPod. I don't see any difference from anything else. 
But, you know, if you're really sophisticated about your equipment, I guess you want to Also on our Roku channel, besides just having our videos, instead of like going to SoundCloud or someplace, if you're like in your living room and you want to uh, and you want to hear the show because you're cleaning house or something, all our shows are actually going to be audio and video. So you'll be able to ha hear the audio for all of them and you'll be able to hear the video. Do, I, watch have, the do video. I have to clean up my language? Will I be able to curse? No, you can do whatever you want. Oh, good. Um, Cursing is so much fun, isn't it? I think cursing adds a little spice to what you say. I don't say it to be vulgar or crude. Most people say, Ron, you can curse and get away with it and nobody's offended because you do it in sort of a roundabout funny way. And I hope so. I don't mean to offend anybody when I let a couple of Fs fly. Right. Mr. Starr, I have Ken Pettigrew calling That's him. fine. I told him to call in just to have something to talk about so we can have him come in. Ken Pettigrew. What's up, Ken Pettigrew from the Ken Pettigrew <laughs> Show? What's up, what's up, gentlemen? Your, your vibrator. And Ron. Turn off your vibrator, your vibrator. You love my vibrator. You know what, man? My vibrator runs on, on a 12-volt battery, man. I don't mess around with none of that. Okay. Are, are, you on a, are you on your phone right now? I am. Is it a bad connection? It's a, it's a bad connection, but we'll listen okay. in. Cause they're interesting. Even, even on a bad <laughs> phone, you're good. What's going on? Some of us are lucky. How's your life as a comedian? My life as a comedian is a joke. No, it's good. <laughs> Fuck you. It's Woo! Pretty quick right there. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it, man. Doing jokes, doing stand-up. I love it. Uh, Going to get my radio show back. I've been fighting a little, uh, got diagnosed with a little kidney, well, not a little, but I got kidney disease, so kind of put my radio show on hold for a bit until I get this thing worked out. And uh, But, yeah, doing some stand-up, uh, Working on writing, on writing with a guy now. I really like to write too. You know, I'd I'd, I'd love to find someone that wants to write some stuff too. I got a lot of stuff. I can I write did, down. I I did stand up for forty something years, forty years maybe, and yeah, it was the most exciting thing in the business I've ever. And I've done film, TV, and stuff. Nothing comes close to stand up. Every room was a new room, a new thrill, a new audience. Do you feel the same way about it? Oh, yeah, and the thing about stand-up, though, because I've been a, mu a musician my whole life. I mean, I'm a professional drummer. It's, but nothing, even radio, when you're in front of somebody, it's you and a mic and what you write. You know, it separates, uh, you know, it's, uh, it separates the men from the boys quick, especially if you have something, if it's a tough crowd and you, you know, then you got to pound it out. That's, uh, right. that's the hardest part about it comedian is, is when you're there and not necessarily, you know, I guess I've been fortunate enough now that I haven't, I mean, I haven't bombed yet, but I have worked a couple crowds that, you know, some of my stuff's pretty edgy and some people are just like, mm, wow, pal. <laughs> you know, when, when I got a Jesus joke and a hermorphodite joke and I all kinds of different, <laughs> you know, it's pretty tough. People are like shocked sometimes. So, well, but, but, you know. I only had one show like that that I could really remember, and it was when a friend of mine, Michael Gray, uh, asked me to be in his uh, his group. We had Miss America, Michael Gray, and a bunch of people, and I was in drag at the time as Jane Russell, and we did it out on Long Island for a multi-gazillion man, the man who makes a cracker, the cracker with the guy with the turban on it, whatever brand that is, and he was loaded. Right. And... Uh, I came on and people just sat there fascinated. They didn't say a word. Their mouths fell open. And I realized that I'm in trouble. 
that this is not an audience that comes to see a comedy show. These are like children were there, married people were there, the neighbors, his relatives. And I thought, what am I going to do? Here I have tits hanging out, leg hanging out, look like an old slut, ready to carry on with dirty stuff. Now, the material I couldn't use, so I just froze. You know what I did? I went on the diving board and I dove into the pool and swam off. They loved it. <laughs> and just called it. He called it a night. Well, I did. I what, and I did it as a com comic. I opened my legs, yeah. flipped around, and went in the pool. My wig came off. I couldn't have cared less. I swam across the pool and left. So nice. left you know, that's the thing that I don't understand when mm -hmm. people go to. Um, I still haven't figured that out. You know, when someone goes to a comedy store or or, or goes to a comedy club, that uh, you know what you can't go there in the audience and and you know, feel like you may be offended. You know, you got to listen, man, there are people up there telling jokes, people, and some people get butthurt. Like, you know, if you didn't tell anything, especially today, and it's, and it seems like it is progressively has gotten worse that, you know, you tell off color, I mean, listen, they're jokes, everybody. And people like you tell whatever, I don't want to say necessarily a racist joke because everything you can you can say anything is racist. I don't care what you say. You can say the color is blue. Blue is better than red, and you're a racist. But you can say, or someone gets so offended if you say something about you joke about any. I mean, anything. It makes no difference now. And some of these people are just offended. Like, how can you joke about that? And, yeah. and I think because okay. I think as long as you're an equal opportunity offender. No, no, oh, no, big no, time. no. Listen, listen. Well, listen. No, well, that's true. Well, other listen. than Chris Rock, everybody, you can talk about white people all day and get away with it. Every, everybody <laughs> wants to be cool or in the in crowd. Everybody wants to Stupid. sound like yeah. they're a now person. So, of course, the media and the idiots put out this politically correct bullshit. And all yeah, the people that want to be in follow it. They won't say Merry Christmas. They say Happy Holiday because they're ashamed to say Merry Christmas because that puts them on the outside of the inside fence. Now, today, well, it's so funny would, is that... Wait, well, but, wrong, that but, that's a society issue now. You know, we, uh, we, we pander to the two and 3%. Yep. It's too we much do. already. I don't we care. We do. Listen, and that's the bottom line. Gay, straight, black, white, Christian, atheist. I don't care what you are. Listen, stop, stop being such a vagina. Suck it up a little bit. And let's, I mean, Jesus Christ, people. Seriously, it's just shocking to me how sensitive people are. And it really comes out, you know. You know, I tell a joke about Jesus having a gay son. It's just a joke. I, I, I mean, I wrote a joke about my daughter when she grew up to be 18 and what made me the best father in the world, you know, because every other dad is out there teaching their daughters how to use a screwdriver, how to change a tire, how to fix a light bulb. I'm like, F that. I'm the best dad in the world because when my daughter turned 18, I bought her a short skirt, a box of condoms, and pumps. She's never had to do none of that shit in her life. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people with that would think that that's a disgusting dad. Now remember, when no, I but it's when just I a joke. It, it's not my own daughter, but it, Wait, it works I, better when you do it as your own daughter. Ken, when I worked nightclubs i didn't do comedy stores because they didn't have any the first one was rod what's his name is rodney dangerfield on third avenue new york i never worked that club because it was too straight for a drag show i worked all the nightclubs mostly in jewish neighborhoods and italian neighborhoods in brooklyn 
You couldn't find right. a better audience. My Jewish people, I did all Jewish shtick about my, my husband to this, my pussy. My, I mean, they loved it. They <laughs> roared from it. The Italians, I did the mafia jokes, you know, the, the hitmen, all that stuff. Today, I don't think I could go back and do that anymore. I don't think I could do the, you know, my husband Irving came home and he said, so what's new, darling? And I said, what do you mean what's new? You know, and you go on and on. I can't be ethnic like that because Jewish people don't like it. They all want to sound like they're English. You know, they all want to be Ralph Lauren now. Nobody wants to be ethnic anymore. Same yeah, guys, just, yeah. I have Italian friends that tell me, why don't you lose your Brooklyn accent? You're so Brooklyn. And I say, why don't you go fuck yourself? Mind your business how I speak. This is how I speak. I'm going to start saying, uh, how'd, you, how'd you do? It's so nice to see you. Oh, good day, folks. What am I, a freaking nut? Yeah, man, go away, right? Oh, that's your turn. So, chat, well, hang on. Can't cancel. Like, you got any shows coming up that we should, like, advertise? Actually, uh, February, I'm working on something now, booking a couple shows. But I will let you know on that because I just want to make sure that's verified. But it okay. uh, looks like uh, the comedy store in Hollywood, again. That's good. And huh? uh, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I love doing that place. So there, I've done flappers a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love doing stand up. Uh, again, it's uh, it's awesome, man. People uh, should all at least uh, take a swing, you know, <laughs> and go give it a shot, even if you bomb. But it's a tough gig, though. But I, but I love it, you know. And but you know, if we're just uh, you know, comics have a it's a tough gig, like entertainment with with uh, you know, just in, entertainment in general makes it's just a tough living but but you guys know that we're gonna Absolutely. we're gonna be there for the month of february in california you guys are coming to Cali you northern are. california or southern california southern we're going to be in palm springs in la for a month maybe what? a month and a half so casa, su casa. Yeah, but Man, wait a second. we all need to go to dinner listen i got that for sure but i want to watch your work so let us For know sure. ahead of time where you're playing. We'll push it here and then comp us in because I don't pay to see anybody, not even Frank Sinatra if he's alive. Oh, stop it. Listen, I'm worth the taste. I'll get that shit straight. Listen, what man. Happened? I was <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I'm worth paying for. Trust me. No, no, no. I, I don't pay for Lainey Kazan. I don't pay for anybody. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Yeah, but I, I got more balls than her. <laughs> yeah, but she can sing really good. I mean, she's got a great voice. Still yeah, but I can play drums and tell better jokes, probably. So yeah. it's a win-win all the way around. Right. But anyway, so let us know, and we'll tell everybody. I'll do that. And we'll definitely come to see you. I'll bring a crowd. Listen, listen for sure, folks. We uh, have to get together. I definitely need to know when you're in town. I'll, I'll well, uh, bring my beautiful bride with me. We're in, yeah. we're in Palm Springs the whole month of February. Oh, shoot. We're That's in my LA February. Yeah. We're in L.A. on business, also looking for a studio to shoot our new show in when we move out there. So we have a lot of business in L.A. You guys are talking about moving to L.A.? Oh, yeah, we definitely are in spring. Not L.A., we're moving to Palm Springs. I live there. I love Palm Springs. Oh. My favorite Palm place. Palm Springs is nice. And then we'll be working, you know. Here's an update. Until, the sun, until summertime gets there and, and it's 140 outside at midnight. That's okay. You know what? It, you get used to it. It never bothered me. I mean, yeah, I it's a dry things. heat. Trust me. Right. I lived there for seven years. I mean, I don't like Florida because of the humidity. That kills yeah, me. Yeah, it's sticky and hot. But the desert, if you're a woman, it's great, right? Yeah. But if, <laughs> I was doing stick. But if you go in the shade in Palm Springs, it's cool. It's only 100 yeah. and in the, in the sun. <laughs> That's all. 
Well, shit, man. When uh, you guys are here, man, it's great, man. Uh, it's, I'm not that far from you guys. Then. No, you'll come out like, for the weekend. You and your gal, you'll come out and stay with us for the weekend. We'll hang. We'll that'd party. be awesome, man. I'll bring my wife out. We'll come out. And then, uh, that's my, and we'll go to all the guys. We'll have a good time. <laughs> I like you. Listen, man. Listen, I like you. Uh, I'm very, very secure. It's in my manhood, so I don't oh, care if you are going to play gig club. And if you weren't, who gives a shit? Does anybody really yeah. care where you? I don't care. Be? Anyways, listen, man. If, if two people want to get it on, go be happy. Okay. okay. So, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, because I got an update, you guys. So, we had a miscommunication. He thought it was supposed to be Pacific time and not Eastern time. See, I knew it. He's coming on in a second. He's, he said, you know, give him five minutes to get to a computer, he See, said. I knew that. We always get screwed with that Eastern. I said it earlier. He's on Western time. So you know, some West Coast people, man. That's okay. Well, so, how do you actually, how do you know our guest? Uh, Sean and I have, um, he's been on my show. I went to his, uh, Wedding, wedding, I've been around the guy. Yeah, just uh, just uh, entertainment and stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's where it started. And uh, yeah, was that his uh, wedding rehearsal kit guide, man? Him and his him, his uh, wife, lovely wife. And uh, he's got a good deal, man. So I've been around, you know, from uh, back in the day with uh, Karate Kid 3 to soap operas like forever now. Yep, soap opera forever. He, soap, soap. He got a cool soap star. opera video, out, like a soap opera rap, man. You got to bring it up to him and ask him about it. It's awesome. It's a little video thing you. he's done. It's great. We're going to talk about you in a bad way. I'm going to dish you to dirt. I'm going to say all terrible <laughs> things about you and see what he says. Uh, it's okay. I mean, he's probably going to agree with him. He probably will agree. <laughs> that would be shocking. That would ruin the whole bit. The whole shtick idea is to talk bad about you. So he'll say, oh, don't say that about Ken. He's really a good guy. I'll say, good, good for nothing. What's good for nothing, that freaking schmuck. <laughs> what that schmuck, right. What's he good for? What schmuck? He goes out in front of 150 people and tries to be funny. The people are laughing at him because they think he's stupid, not funny. What is he doing no, being right. a stand-up comic? No, I'm only kidding. No doubt for sure, man. You're probably... But anyways, man, oh, man... Well, thanks for having me on. I'll let you guys get Sean, and uh, I'll be listening, bud. All right, Ken, Ken. Have a good one. Kenny, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk to you. You guys are great, man. I, I love right. you guys, Chad. I love you, too. Take, uh, take it easy, bro. Can't wait to have dinner with you in L.A., my darling. Listen, for sure, man. Then we'll uh, sure. get together. Okay. We'll have some drinks and uh, some uh, food and have a good time. And we'll wreck, we'll wreck L.A. I love it. Anyway, have a happy <laughs> holiday, whatever the fuck your holiday is. Have a and Merry, a Merry Christmas. Christmas. I celebrate, listen, I celebrate Kwanzaa, like I said in the chat room, from the waist down. So <laughs> the rest of my, I celebrate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Go later, Ken. Ken. Thank you so much for helping us out. Bye now. Oh, later, guys. Bye, babe. He's, awesome. he's the greatest. I mean, he's one of the nicest people in the world. The world has great people. Kenny's one. You guys should follow him on Twitter. It's at Ken Pettigrew, and I think his show is Thursday nights at... Exactly. And if uh, you think I'm outrageous, you have to hear him. Woohoo! I'm Mickey Mouse compared Ken to KenPettigrew.com. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, he's worse than Donald Trump. He tells it like it is and couldn't care less. He puts everybody in their place. He exposes all the bullshit. He is great. He should be a politician. Absolutely. He could run for president. He'd beat Trump out. What does everybody think of Trump anyway? We never talk about Trump. He's like the hidden brother, the hidden, you know, re retarded child that you hide years ago, not now. I actually went to look and see what kind of people are following Trump on Twitter, and it's everybody. It's is he really going to be the president? Is he really, like, leading everybody oh, by zillions know. of votes? I, I mean, know. is that all for real? 
I don't know. We're going to find out, I guess, soon enough. I mean, I, what's his game? I sent anyway? him a tweet inviting him to come on the show. I thought it'd be fun. To oh, have dear him God. Me and Trump together? Forget it. <laughs> what I would say to him, he would be very, very upset. <laughs> very upset. You'd have to mind your P's and Q's. No, I him. would just say to him, listen, Donald, if you're bullshitting, you should drop dead. He's if, not no, if you really mean some of this, no, I don't mean all of the stuff. I don't like everything he says, but I don't like everything Hillary says either. That's right. But there's a few things that Donald does say about uh, our economy and about offshore manufacturing that I agree with. Bring it back to America. When we were manufacturing, we were the richest country in the world. I mean, like you go by Ralph Lauren, right? Ralph Lauren made in Taiwan, $300 shirt. Give me a break. All right? Made in friggin' Taiwan and it's 300 Mexico. bucks. Mexico. You got upset that they were made in Mexico. Something. No, I was looking at a beautiful blouse for my daughter and I saw the label said made in Mexico. I put it right back on the rack. I will not buy anything but an American label. I do. I only buy American labels. I don't buy foreign stuff. I'm not supporting any more foreign countries that come in our country and, and make us look like shit. I mean, you go to Tiffany, there's everybody's Asian is buying bags like it's going out of style. $3,000 bags. We can't afford it. Why are they doing it? Because we made them manufacture our goodies. They, they made, made all the millions. Money. And now they're coming into Tiffany, snubbing us like we're garbage, buying the bags. Not good, folks. There you Gee, go. I am sounding like Trump. I better cut it out. That's funny. I'm sounding like Donald. So let's take a... Hey, Chad. No, I, I met think. Donald Trump. Up, up at Mar-a-Lago with Perry Winkler, we went there because he was offering $50,000 memberships at the time to be in Mar-a-Lago. And we were in one of the rooms, and McDonald was milling about talking to all the potential uh, joiners, and he came over to where Perry and I were seated, and we were chatting, and then he said, can, can I get, he was very charming, by the way, nice guy, regular, down to earth. He said, can I get you people anything? And Perry said, oh, darling, she said, I'm dying of thirst, may I have some cold water? I had my usual, you know, my uh, absolute. When we're driving home from Mar-a-Lago, Perry screams out, what a schmuck I am. I said, what's the matter, honey? She said, Donald Trump said to me, what am I drinking? And I said, water. I should have said, don't petty on. So we had a good laugh going home. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> that little tale. It's a true story. But Donald was charming. He was very friendly, very down to earth. He was like the guy next door. I liked him. There you go. That's funny. But Mar-a-Lago, they were all sleeping. They were 100 years old. See, Perry was looking for husband number five. So I said, let's go to Mar-a-Lago. Check it out. There's a lot of zillionaires up in Palm Beach. You can hook yourself another one because Shoney married rich men. And when we got there, all the old guys were sitting in chairs sleeping. I thought, mm, this is not for her. She looked at me. She said, Donald, darling. Here we are. We are ready? I'm ready, man. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. L.A., New York, it's all screwed up. Hey, uh, Chad, how come I don't see hey. him? Can you see me now? I can see him. No, we better see him because the I women. I don't see anything. The women all have their think? vibrators ready. They're waiting. Oh, they want to see him. How come I don't? I don't see him. I only hear him, Chad. Well, we can see him. I don't know about you. We don't see him. Chat room, do you see? Oh wait. Uh, Chat room, do you see this gorgeous guy? Put, put him on. Put the screen on the ITV, Chad. So what do you see on ITV? Okay, there he is on ITV. Hey guys, see him there. He's in the dark. That's okay. Yeah, like uh, there lighten you go. Up, lighten up a little. Lighten up a little. There we go. Okay, hold on. Here we go. There we go. Now we can see him. At least we can see him on one side. I don't know if I can't see him on this side. Let me see what's going on with this. Is it? It's recording. All right, everybody. Hello, hello. We're gonna have to definitely bring you back because we only have a couple minutes, but we can promote your show tonight. So welcome, welcome to the Jimmy Thank Star you. Show. Super hottie. How do we pronounce your last name? It's Kanan. 
All right, so we I got. I told you it was Kaney's Irish. We got super hottie. Not Irish, but... Super no, hottie. You want to know if there's an interesting story about my name? And how... Okay, God. tell us the story. Tell us the story. Well, my, my, my real last name is Perlman. And when I came out here and I started acting, there were two other actors by the name of Perlman who were doing a lot of stuff. There was Ron Perlman doing Beauty and the Beast, and there was Rhea mm. Perlman doing Cheers. So my manager, about 30 years ago, was driving down the 405 freeway, and there's an exit called Canaan Dune Road. And he said, That's right. That's right. Name. And I became Sean Canaan and have been so ever since. Now, all my Jewish friends that are watching are quelling. They're all fainting. They're screaming, oh, he's Jewish. I'm dying already. He's Jewish. I hope you're Jewish, Perlman. You're not just German. No, I'm a Jewish Perlman. Good. Now, all my Jewish friends are fainting. All you Jewish women out there, you can plug your vibrators in because he's Jewish. <laughs> You're very <laughs> handsome, you son of a bitch. How is it going through life so goddamn handsome that you can have any chick you want, anybody you want? Well, you, know, you know what? I'm lucky. I found the right one. I've been married for the last three and a half years, so luckily I don't have to look anymore. No, no, I don't mean that. Hey, baby, they still look at you, those women. They, they'd stab your wife in the neck to get to you. Are you kidding? <laughs> your wife would be popcorn. Get out of here. You're not, no good-looking man is safe over the age of 30. So tell oh me my God! Now, how did you get? Did you have to like you know, ball everybody to get where you are. You know, a lot of sex, a lot of gifts. No, I you know I I, I, I wish I could have done that. It might have been easier. Right. Well, uh, like no, I, I I did it the old fashioned way. I I auditioned. Um, no, you know, I the once big... said I once said you know who Tony to who Tony Curtis is, don't you? Of course. You, to the actor Tony Curtis. Of do you know course, who he is? Of course. Oh, of so course. Like okay. Tony and I were buddies, and I once said to Tony, Tony, tell me the truth. Did your eight inches get you where you are in Hollywood? Ooh. He said, no, but my 11 did. Hold on, too. We have, a, we have a ton of your fans, actually, in the chat room. How about give a shout-out to everybody in the chat room? You guys, thanks so much. And I, I, again, I apologize. It was my mistake. I thought we were doing this uh, on Pacific time and not Eastern time. So I would definitely love to come back if you guys yeah, will have. And when have you come back, back, we'll bitch smack you and you'll be good. Ready. I like that. I usually have to pay for that. And then uh, and just to introduce like the, the my co-host, this is my co-host, Me, Ron Russell. Ron I'm Jimmy Russell. Starr. And the guy who answers the phone is, uh, is Chad Murphy. Hey, Sean. Welcome hey, to the show. You know, to tell you the truth, Perlman, I was worried. Because I, I, I'm neurotic, you know, one of those Italians. I said, I hope nothing happened to this poor fella. You know, an accident because oh, that shit doesn't happen. You. So I'm glad. I, you know, you're... I married one of you. My wife is Italian. We got married in Italy. Well then, well, then you know what I'm talking about. We worry. My daughters, I call them. If they don't get, answer the phone the first ring, I'm hysterical. You know, there's actually a lot of similarities between Catholics and Jews, though. I mean, we both sort of have the, the neurosis and the guilt and all that sort of stuff. Totally. It's just it's kind of like totally. different animals in the same jungle. Totally. That's yeah. why, as the old cliche says, all my best friends are Jewish, and they really are, because we relate. We love our children, we love to eat, and we're yeah. all fat on diets. Except for him. It even says in his bio, if he's not like at the gym working on his abs, he's like doing something. I forgot what it said. But yeah, but if he didn't work Oh, out, my God. That is so unbelievably untrue, and I don't know who wrote that on my behalf. Wow. My, wife, my wife just yelled out of the closet. It was me. <laughs> See Let's say hi to so, your wife. Yeah, is your wife dressed? Have her stick her head in. We not say hi. She's not. She's getting dressed because we got to go do my show tonight. I know. Right. So let's tell everybody about wait, wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Is she pretty? Of course she is. She's no, I answer, Jimmy. You shut up. Is she pretty? She's, uh, she's uh, Sicilian. But wow. She's a, Watch your balls, yeah, baby, uh, when you're sleeping. Huh? Watch your balls while you're sleeping. You do one thing wrong at night with I the knife. She'll stop your nuts. Bedroom. Huh? I keep all the sharp objects out. 
You know, Sicilians are good with knives. The women love to chop <laughs> men's dicks off. It's a hobby. And then they make brajol out of it. <laughs> Be careful. Do not cheat on her or fool around. She's a Sicilian. She will attack. Never know. I took her to Sicily for her honeymoon. Yeah. We went there. Yeah. It was great. She'd never been there. So I got to show her what a beautiful, uh, beautiful place that is. So you've got a show tonight at the Gaslamp Theater in Long Beach. I do. I'm going to be there tonight at 730 uh, along with uh, Kate Quigley and Zach Miller. And uh, I'm looking forward to everybody coming out. You know, they get to see me do something very different than they're used to seeing uh, when they watch me in the soap operas or, or any of the movies I've done. And I think everyone's going to have a real good time. Well, tell your fans what soap you're in. I guess your fans know. Tell the people who are not your fans who will be your fans. I play Deacon Sharp. Uh, it's a role that I started in 2001, and I've, I've bounced around. I've been here. I've been there. I'm, I played the role on uh, Young and the Restless, and now I'm back on The Bold and Beautiful playing Deacon Sharp. Couldn't be happier. Number I one. Since so I thought all the soaps went out of business. They weren't anymore. Yeah, we're really lucky because ours is syndicated in over 100 countries. And so it's, it's so popular in, in different countries that it's been a blessing. It's really uh, it's okay. kept the show going. Good. So, so actually, do you, do you know Ian Buchanan? I do know him very well. As a matter of fact, when I was on General Hospital last year, because I went back to the 50th anniversary to reprise my role of uh, A.J. Quartermain, Ian's character worked for my character. So we worked at the same company. Oh, that's cool, because he's our next guest who's calling I in. For Ian. Please, please tell him I said hello and i sent him a big hug he is such a talented actor and such a a sweet man really is and ken came in to substitute for you until you came yeah back. he told us to say hello to ken pettigrew right. ken came, called into the show and uh, and talked to us uh and said he's like it's great so you guys were in good hands <laughs> yeah we were in good hands ken's been a, f a friend of the show for many years and we both went into radio about the same time ken and i oh okay and you know, you're making a lot of money i hope because sicilian women they don't like engagement rings under three carats. He's already married. No, I know I'm that. I'm already married, not, so I, I get that, I get that covered. They're not a ring yet. You know, a lot of people get married. They don't have the money to buy a ring. So maybe he has money now doing all these movies and soap <laughs> operas. He's fabulous. <laughs> so He's like a number one star. He should be making as much as Brad Pitt. Um, I, I completely agree with you. Anyway, they don't, what size dock does the wife you. have? The beautiful wife, what size diamond is on her finger? Oh, stop it. No, 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 my fans want to know. Not getting into that, but you know what? It's you very nice. Didn't give her an engagement <laughs> ring. I told you. Hang on. I know. I, wait, wait, wait. First of all, uh, tell everybody where the Gas Lamp Theater is. Let's get that in because we've only got five minutes, and I want to like ask uh, some simple questions. Theater is in Long Beach, and uh, I probably should have had that stuff uh, right in front of me, but it's in Long uh -huh. Beach. It's a terrific theater. Uh, the show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 5.30. There are still tickets available at the door. What's uh, the ticket? How much is a ticket? You know, they're not. They're cheap. Because they're like 12 bucks because Go I like to, to see like you to 12 bucks. And have make it accessible. What? To see you, it's only a $12 ticket? Cheap. You know what? I you should have advertised XXX. The ticket would have been heavier. <laughs> That's funny. Well, listen, I really do hope that everyone will come out tonight. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to have some, uh, some special, special surprises and um, looking forward to seeing everybody. And I appreciate you guys having me on to promote the show. Wait, I know you've got another show February 18th, so before that, I'll work it out with you uh, that we can actually uh, get you on again and talk about everything because uh, we have – we have Ray, uh, to talk about being Mike Barnes. We have to talk about you being Mike Barnes in Karate Kid. I just met uh, Ralph Macchio the other day, like two weeks ago we met him. And uh, right. he's a really nice guy. 
And uh, and we also have to talk about the fact that you did an episode of The Nanny and Happily Divorced because yeah, with my friend Fran Drescher, Fran Drescher is his like favorite person the on the planet. The love of my life is Fran Drescher. She's demented. I love her. She's crazy. She is wonderful. talented people in comedy today. I'll tell you. She's, she's the most talented comedian today on the planet Earth. There's no comedian funnier, greater, or more natural and wonderful. He, he hasn't more, heard your comedy show yet, though. Or more beautiful. <laughs> she looks you know, like I got real quickly, real quickly. I got a story about Fran. If you want to hear it, it's very oh, quick. No, of course. So I uh, a couple years back, a couple years back, I was doing a, a charity event that Fran was the the guest speaker at, and I had already done the nanny. And she said, "Listen, Sean, if you if you ever wind up auditioning for anything that I'm doing." Please call me and I'll do what I can do. Well, about a week later, I wound up getting the audition for Happily Divorced. And, uh, and I called her up and I said, Fran, you know what? Um, they want me to come in for Happily Divorced. They had already cast the part and she went to the network and she got the guy that had gotten the part out of the part and she brought me in and I wound up doing it. And she is a person of her word and uh, you know what? I'm forever grateful to her. Really wonderful. That's because she comes from Flushing. I came from Astoria, one town away. We sound alike. Oh, we look alike. Okay. <laughs> I gotta love you. It. Do sound alike. <laughs> we do. We do. I could do. I could, Mr. Sheffield. Oh, what are you doing, Mom? Stop it! It's that Jewish whiny bitch from Flushing. I love her. I adore her. And you know what? She does not acknowledge, I'm a star, major star, because I've been around for 52 years. Seriously, I've been film, TV, all over the shit in place. She, every, I have had Sophia Loren, who's my buddy, contact me. She never does. I'm pissed off at He's her. He's upset because he can't get Fran on the show. She's, and, we've had everybody on the and, planet and guess on the what? show, but guess he doesn't what? get Fran. Guess who her good friends are, my good friends, Lainey Kazan, who played on her show. Renee Taylor, Joe oh Bologna, my, God, my friends. I was just at a, you know who Gypsy is, right? What? You know Gypsy, right? Yes. Yeah, so I know Gypsy could, from Palm Springs, the drag queen. Yeah, I, my wife and I also have a place in Palm Springs. So we were down there at an event for Gypsy, who I uh, just got her in uh, on the, the boulevard in Palm Springs. They did that's a big right. She got, I, I'm getting a star, too. Uh, she got a star, I'm, Gypsy. I'm, I'm, yeah, sir, we lived, I lived in Palm Springs for years. We're moving back this summer. Um, no, I'm not. And John Barrowman is going to hang with us. We're going to have a whole new crowd of I, people. Let's there. can't wait to meet you because we're we're down there all the time. We've got uh, two places down there. Then, so we're then, down there then you'll the come to my parties. They were blessed. They're fun. I would love definitely. But listen, if you know, call Franny and tell Fran to call me that bitch because <laughs> I want her on my show more than like you know. I'm friends with Mark Peter uh, Mark Peter Jacobson. He's been on our show. Oh, Mark, oh okay. But Fran has disappeared. Now that she's married, the multi-gazillionaire that invented uh, whatever, cable. Okay. We'll yeah. talk about it at a later date because we're going to bring you back. Everybody, go see Sean Kanan tonight at the Gaslamp Theater in Long Beach. We got to go because we have another guest and coming. I'm so sorry we couldn't you have guys, more time with you. Thank you so much. You. I really appreciate it. You're coming Take back. Take care of yourself. You're okay, coming okay, back bye. because you're good. Have a great show and a Merry Christmas. And buy the wife for three carat. Don't be cheap. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, so hang on, everybody. So now, everybody, we so want to nice. okay. We want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show superstar, Mr. Ian Buchanan. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Fantastic. We're good. Look at you standing there in all your glory, you old bag. You look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Still, what are you? One hundred and twelve now? 
next next year, 111. Look at you, still handsome as they come. I don't believe you. Look at those. Are those teeth yours? I want them. Uh, you can buy them. I know. I can tell you we get them. <laughs> I'm telling you. know what? I wouldn't dare smile because I've had some dental work done. I look like a pumpkin right now. I've got two missing, and oh. I'm very t tooth conscious. You know, listen, you're like 50, right? Or 49 or 50, am I right? No, a little, little higher than that. All right, we're not going to talk about it. Neither am I. I'm another old goat that's trying to look gorgeous and young. And you're doing a good job of it. I'm not doing such a good job. Aren't you thrilled with the new Hollywood gossip that we're hearing? That all the older men are far more in demand now than the younger stars? That's more work opening for guys our age? And well, look at you with that smile. Right. I'm going to smack you. You're so handsome. That's great. I'm just on here. show, Jimmy. Get him off. Let me introduce him. No, Let I don't want to introduce him. He's too good looking. I can't. Do <laughs> I'm not doing this show. Goodbye. All right. So what's up? So everybody, this is Ian Buchanan. Let me introduce you. This is my outrageous co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Say hello. You were supposed I'm to drinking. Just say hello. I have dry mouth because I'm looking at him and I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got, the man you've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Ian. Hi, Chad. Who says fifty's not well. gorgeous? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Actually, though, there's an age gap between you guys. I'm a lot older than you. I'm 75, and I'm pushing for wow. the old goats, the real old goats. You're a baby yet. You're in your early 50s. But um, I have a job now. I'm playing a cop in a couple of weeks in a movie called Quigley's Christmas Adventure. No, you're not allowed to say that. Stuff. Oh, I'm not allowed to say that. I never said that. <laughs> I never said that. And I'm thrilled to pieces that now they're having men my, actors my age working again it's uh -huh. wonderful yeah it really yeah, is so a good have, feeling well hang on hang on hang on because you're getting out of, out of whack here so okay so we have a chat room full of people lots of your fans how about say hello to everybody in the chat room hi hi everybody uh i don't know who's there but i'm sure i probably know some of you uh good nice to see you and i hope you're having a wonderful day and it's cold here in california that's why i'm wearing a sweater but uh, how cold Oh, it's in the 50s. I think it's colder than New York, actually. You're kidding. Well, New York is ridiculous. It was 72 a couple of days ago. Uh, actually, we're 60. We're up to 60 right now. So, not okay, bad. that's nice. 60's comfortable. You could wear sweaters and, and, and jackets. Yeah, I guess um, last night was like 32, so it was pretty cold. I hear an accent. Last night. Where are you from? Uh, originally from Scotland. Oh, Scotland. You're Scottish. Scotland. Yeah, well, huh? I, could do, I could do a... More of a Scottish accent, but I, I paid a lot of money to get rid of it. So now it's fashionable, so I'm not going to Yeah, well, I tried to get rid of my Brooklyn accent. didn't work. Well, it's, but that, Brooklyn's very charming. Thank you. That's what everybody tells me. It's a charming accent. I said it's illiterate, illiterately charming, but it's okay. <laughs> so we also have to say hello because we just had on the phone a second ago. Uh, we had our times mixed up, but we just had Sean Kane, and he told us how you're like the nicest guy on the planet, and uh, he thinks you're absolutely fabulous. So he told us to make sure we say hello to you and wish uh -huh. you a Merry Christmas. Hey, I'm sorry uh -huh. I missed him. I haven't seen Sean for a while. I love him. He's great. We always have fun working together. There so now, go. tell me the truth, because I will admit it, if you admit it, don't the women flip over us? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. When I was younger, they didn't because they were afraid. Now that I'm an old man, they think I'm adorable. I have every old broad chasing me, and I say, I'm gay. They say, I don't care. I don't need sex anymore. I say, what makes you think I don't have sex, you old bitch? You know, so I, do you have all the old dames throwing their, their maiden form bras at you? Always, I've always had a lot of uh, older, older lady admirers. Yeah, I always have that. Even, I mean, they, weren't, like, they weren't afraid of me when I was younger, so I don't know. Like, they were afraid of you, or they weren't. They were not. 
Uh, they were afraid of me. They thought I was a stuck-up, tough guy like a Brooklyn Mafia, which is not true at all. But uh, you, I can imagine, as a young fellow, is just as handsome because you're very handsome. And I'm so proud of you because most men your age look like shit. <laughs> and, and you're just doing a wonderful job at showing the world that 50 and 50-plus 50 can be fabulous, as I work very hard at looking good at my age. Um, so are you married? Uh, I'm in a relationship, you know, long term. Oh, so you're in a relationship. That, you like her? I like him. Oh, you're gay. You have a boyfriend. Yes, I, I have. Oh, I, have I didn't know you were gay. See, he's shocking. You didn't tell me he was gay. I, I, I didn't know if it was. If it was oh my! I didn't know if it but was public knowledge, and so I didn't want to bring Wait. it up. <laughs> you know something? This this fucks up my entire speech because <laughs> here I got a straight guy that looked decent for a change, and he turns out to be a gay guy. All gay guys are gorgeous at fifty. What the frig are we doing here? So big deal. You're fifty and you're gay. Naturally, you're magnificent. We don't ever age. I wanted you to be straight so I could say to the world, look, a straight guy for a change looks good at 50. <laughs> I, I, I play so straight. So tell me about your boyfriend. You're going to marry him? I married Jimmy, you know. Jimmy and I are married. We got married in New York three years ago. Jimmy, I think Jimmy told me that yesterday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, he likes to take me out of the closet every now and then. <laughs> he gives me a mothball airing. So tell me about the guy. He's not 20 years old, is he? No, no. Good. No, Go for no. older ones. They're more stable. Yeah. Like Jimmy, I got an old bag. <laughs> I could have gone okay, for those okay. cuties. I love him. I want to hang out with him. I know. Well, I know you want to hang out with him. You, you guys are about to, are you relocating soon? Yes. We're going to relocate to Palm Springs. Yep. California. Right. Yep. Yes. Because I lived there for years. I, I'm, I'm really the true bisec a bi a bisexual and also bi. I'm not bisexual. bisexual. I'm bicoastal. Bicoastal. That's what I Jesus. Big difference. <laughs> Right. That I'm the, the original. Now, listen to me, handsome one. Do you think it turns the broads off? I don't think so. Women like no, no, your no, age no, dedicated. No, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's not really, it's not, I'm not particularly gender specific. So I kind of like, I don't, I, I don't, I think it's just who you are and what you present. And, you know, I think good people are good people. So. There are a lot of women watching saying, what a waste. No, I don't think so. I mean, they say that about me. Oh, I, I, yeah. was, I was at a club one night, and two women were headed towards me, and I knew what was going to happen. And one's talking to the other, and they're hitting each other with the elbow as to say, I saw him first. This is in Boca Raton, where the 100-year-old women are. Right. And uh, one started talking to me. I said, girls, before you go any farther, I'm gay. And the other one turned around, and she said, oh, I don't care. And the other one made a disgusting remark. Oh. I say it. She said, oh, gay men eat better than straight men. And I said, please go away. <laughs> Please go away. Okay, this <laughs> is getting too guttery. Go away. This is too guttery. Well, I'm from for Brooklyn. Me. <laughs> you know. Anyway, that's what straight women think of gorgeous gay I men. I think. I think. I think it doesn't make any difference. I'm a big Adam Lambert fan. I don't know. Do you know who Adam Lambert is? Yes, I do. Singer. Okay, I'm a big Adam Lambert fan, and uh, I tweet with him a lot on Twitter. And he's got you know a million females that follow him because almost everybody who follows him, as you do. I mean, your followers when they found out they were, you were coming on the show, they're all beautiful, super nice. Women, like I've been tweeting with all of them all week long. You have the best fans ever there. I do. I love you to death for all the body of work that you've done and, and the fact that you're nice to them. You know, you tweet to your fans and like it's a really like nice thing to do. And I don't think it makes any difference uh, either way because Adam Lambert, I mean. No, but it's not true. You know Jane Russell, the name Jane Russell, the movie star? I've met her several times. Okay, Jane and I were the best of friends, dear friends. She stayed in my home. I stayed in her home. And I dated her. 
as a gay man. Of course, I took her to Shelley Winter's birthday party to Florida to gentlemen prefer blonde screenings. And people, my name is Russell, Ron Russell. And they thought I was her husband. That's how, or they thought I was her son. Are you Jane's son, husband? I'd say, no. Well, are you Jane's son? I said, no. We just shared the same name. But I have news for you. If I wasn't gay or whatever, I would have married Jane Russell. Because I was crazy about her. She was the nicest lady in the world. Yeah, she was. I met her several times. She was yeah, she was, my, she was my best bud. All right, yeah. so let's go. Let's, talk, let's get off of the whole dating and gay and straight thing a little bit. First of all, okay, one qu more question i got to ask for Ron, and then I've got my own like topics I want to talk about. But uh, Fran Drescher is like his favorite comedian. Another actress, one that knows. And you were on The Nanny. Like, oh, you no. have to just tell us about being on The Nanny because he loves Fran Drescher, and that, that's his ultimate guest is to get Fran Drescher. Another one. I just went through the whole routine with the other guy. <laughs> Fran Drescher, to me, is Lucille Ball. Every comedian rolled into one. She is the most brilliant comedian today. She's charming. She's gorgeous. She looks like Rita Hayworth. I'm crazy about her. I have had celebrity friends and celebrities on this show. I know every freaking body in the business. I know her ex-husband. and, and uh, Get out the question. But, but I, I got to get billed to it. I know Lainey Kazan well. She's been on the show. I hang with her. Goddamn Fran Drescher doesn't acknowledge me, know I'm alive, and won't come on the show. <laughs> you figure that one out. You And you know what? She comes from Flushing. I come from Astoria, one town away. We look alike. We sound alike. What is her problem? Like I, I said before, she married the guy that, that built the, the media. What is his name? That, that, the fella. He's a multi-gazillionaire. So I figured maybe she went snob. She didn't. Jimmy and I went to the gay pride parade in Philly. There's Fran Drescher in dungarees up on the stage talking to all the people like they were her best friends. She's wow. wonderful. She's great. I love her. You so did love you have her. fun oh. being on The Nanny? Yes, I did. I had great fun. I had, uh, I had met her several times before and then... I, I guessed I, I did one episode. I was like, and got her engaged and stole the ring or something. Proposed to. I remember that episode. Yes, yes, you were. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I've seen it a thousand times. I should. I just had to bring it up because I thought it was like really cool and he would like it a lot. No, it's amazing. The travel, the circles I travel and I meet everybody. I had a TV show for years out in California where I interviewed the greatest celebrities of Hollywood. So that opens doors for me. By God, if, if I, I miss her by a minute. Everywhere she is, I miss her by one minute. Wow. It's the freakiest thing in the world. Freaky. So do you have a number? Call her. Tell her to call me. <laughs> if, if everybody does, oh, I like the glasses. Will. Okay, so. Well, I just, so not, now I can, I can see how, how handsome he is. I can see that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me? Yeah, well, for 75, I look goddamn good. Okay. Great. Trust, yeah. trust me. Thank my doctor, too. No, no. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. First of all, I have to say, because I, I, I stopped watching soap operas really in college, but I was, uh, I was a huge General Hospital fan. So even though like, I know you won your Emmy for The Bold and the Beautiful, and you've been on All My Children and all those other soap operas, like my mom watched Young and the Yay. Restless and As the World Turns as I was growing up, and I used to skip classes every day to watch General Hospital, of which you were fabulous in General Hospital. I loved it. Um, right. So I thought first thing I would do is like do some bragging for you because like stars never brag for themselves. But I do. You have five times nominated for an Emmy. I think you won on the fourth time, maybe it was. Right. Uh, that you got it. Um. So congratulations, first of all, on being nominated five times and winning. Um. At least at least you won one. It would have been great to win more. Uh, but at least you won one, and it was very exciting. I even watched. There's a video of you winning on YouTube, so I even like watched it. And um. Uh, so how was that? Because that's a kind of like for a 
for a, especially for a daytime soap opera actor who, who's done a lot of soap operas, that's kind of like the epitome of like it doesn't even get any bigger than that. How was that? It was great. It was very exciting. It was in the days when the, uh, the, the show was at Radio City Music Hall. So it was a huge, you know, they closed up all the streets in New York between mm-hmm. 6th Avenue and over to 7th Avenue and have a red carpet outside. Thousands and thousands of people. And it was very exciting. It was a great, uh, it was a great honor. I think it was the first time in my life that I wasn't angry or angry at something or about something. And, I, and, and I've never forgotten that. So I, and was, I just, Pertaining to work? Uh, just pertaining to everything. Just everything in life. life always life, like, always, life in general. Yeah, life in general. So I was very. So it made me. It was a great honor. Made me very, very happy, and I still am very proud of it. And uh, it's kind of nice because people say, you know, Emmy. You know, they put that. It's like being, you know, like having a title before your name. It's kind of. Also, it raises your your salary a little. Uh, Unless they fire you once you win it. Pardon? (laughs) What do you say? Usually, you win it, then you get fired. Is usually. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, sometimes. (laughs) Well, that sometimes happens. Yeah. You know, I, I often wonder whatever happened to that great actress who was in Virginia Woolf with Elizabeth Taylor and Burton, Sandy du- Sandy Dennis was her Dennis, name. Dennis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to her? She won an Academy Award and disappeared. I don't know. And she was a fine actress. That Where has happened to so many Academy Award winners. I, I, I saw her on stage in the 80s. She was still working. I don't, yeah. yeah, Sandy, but whoever... You do a lot of stage work, right? I do. Have. I, yeah. Um, I do a lot. I don't do. Uh, I I do. It's you know, stage work is very hard and takes a lot of time. And uh, if I had time and I can schedule it, I do it. But uh, I'll probably do some more. I'll do theater next year, probably in New York. So, where are you now? New York or California? I'm in California. You have a gorgeous apartment or house. I see the staircase behind you. Yes, thank you. I, I love duplex. Is that an apartment or a home? It's a townhouse. Oh, see, I, we live in a townhouse, too, except it's so small. Is your townhouse small? Uh, it's uh, not really small, no. How many square feet? It's about 2,500, I think. Oh, that's good. We got robbed because they didn't tell okay, us. We don't need to tell no, him. No, he's my friend now. i got to tell him. He's my buddy. <laughs> we got robbed because they didn't tell us that the basement with a window counts in the square footage. Oh, right. So we wound up living in 1,700 square feet, coming from a 3,000-square-foot home in California. I have furniture and storage. I live like a gypsy. Until we move back. We're moving back. We're moving back this summer. Can't wait to get back to Palm Springs. You'll come visit. Palm Springs is great now. It's a lot of fun. Will you and your guy come and visit? Yeah. I have have friends there. My friend just opened a beautiful restaurant there. It's called 849, and it's a huge restaurant, very successful. So I'm going to get out there pretty soon so I can go check it. Well, we're putting together a glamour boy club. John Barrowman, you, the other fellow that was on. We're all going (laughs) to And we're all gay men married, so we're going to hang with our boyfriends. (laughs) And it's going to be. And when we walk into a restaurant, the world's going to drop dead when they see all these gorgeous gay men. You know, <laughs> your guy, my guy, the other guy, John Barrowman's guy. I mean, it's going to be. I love John freak- Barrowman, actually. You know, he's, his family, his father's from my hometown in Scotland. So I we, love, we love John. John's demented. He's gone. He's crazy. But we love him to death. Did you know he almost stuck his ass on our show? Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. He had a blow-up doll. <laughs> He was, when and we he brought was, him on, he was making out with the blow-up doll when he first came on, and he everybody was, he saw him. He was sticking his tongue into the open, round mouth of the blow-up doll. <laughs> he is so outrageous. We flipped. Yes. It was a crazy show. And we flipped out. I said, John, we're never going to be able to surpass that, ever, ever. Now, I look on Facebook, and there he is. His ass is out. He's in a group shot. He and, did a photo shoot with the cast of Arrow, and everybody's sitting in it, and, and he's, he's behind. he's with, backwards with his ass With his out. pants down. <laughs> 
I he's said, not shy. I'll say that for you. Yeah, oh, no. he's not shy. But he's fun. He's a nice guy, and he's such fun. So let's go back. So, like, okay, so you've done a whole bunch of movies. You've done done a lot of uh, daytime television. Do you have a preference? Do you like one better than the other, or is it just nice to mix them up? I like to mix them up, but I do like uh, I like doing daytime. I like going working with the same people every day for a while, not forever. And I like the pace okay. of it. It's, I don't like sitting around. I like to go to work and you know work the whole a full day and then come home and. Uh, I'm doing. I started a movie in January, and I think it's going to be pretty. It's a pretty rough schedule. We're going to be in Bhutan, and uh, I think I'm filming. I'll be there 25 days and filming for like wow. 20 days. So it'll be pretty. But that'll be good, though. Be, it's be, a long it's shoot, long. 25 days. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So According like, to nowadays, years ago it wasn't. Yeah. Three months well, was an average shoot. So some of the films, like, because uh, you've, you've got some really cool roles, like uh, Panic Room is a really cool film. I love it a lot. Some of the people in it now, like Kristen Stewart, wait, who wait, plays... He was in Panic Room? Yeah, he's, he's the realtor, right? You were the realtor in yeah. Panic Room. That's the, the Jodie Foster film. Yeah. I love that film. Um, and, and now oh. a lot of people fr from that film are, like, such huge stars. Kristen Stewart was kind of, like, getting started out back then, and now, you know, she's got the whole Twilight, everything. Jodie Foster was in it. Forrest Whitaker was in it. Uh, Jared Leto, who's like won the Academy Award, was in it. Um, so, so number one, do you reflect on like you're in all these things, and now like everybody in it is 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 very very successful. And number two, how how was that like working? Because you're actually in the scenes with Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it was great. I think it was Kristen's first movie, and uh, it was it was great. I had a great time with her. She was a great kid. I actually knew her uncle was stage manager on Bold and Beautiful. So I kind of was, I, I, I knew her slightly and I knew him very well. So it was very sweet. And you know, she was there with her family and because she was very young and it was a great experience. We were on that movie for quite a while because it happened around the time of 9-11 and mm -hmm. everything got delayed and uh, Jody got was pregnant and we had to reshoot stuff. So we were together almost for a year. Did you know Jody was gay at the time? Uh, did I know? I knew always. Yeah. Since she was a kid, I knew she was gay. Couldn't couldn't I, miss it. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think about it. But well, I, it's I, nice yeah. to work with family. I I did a movie. I can't say who the person is because he's quite famous today. But he was gay, and uh, we all knew it. And I stupidly said to him something about because he said you're not going to bring me out or anything because I was interviewing. I said no. Why would I do that? Everybody knows you're gay already. And he said, What? People know I'm gay. And I thought, hello? I mean, they say your name, and after the, the thing is, well, you know, he's gay. I mean, it's not everybody in the world knows he's gay. And he was absolutely bewildered by it, just really thought that no one knew. I oh. said, who the frig keeps you from the world? What does your manager put cotton in well, your you ears? did a gay movie. Make, you did a Christmas movie. <coughs> I did, yeah. Make I the Yule guy gay. Can we I see it on the, Netflix? I think I, I play the only straight person in the movie <laughs> that's, that's a switch do you know john uh wait, 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 oh wait, wait write it down i don't want to forget no, it i'm not gonna forget i'm old i forget i don't care i'm talking oh. uh so what, what do you two like at home is this just is like this, this? Just like this <laughs> with, with, with the magpies that's why everybody mag like follow like, they love they love it when we argue but like he's monopolizing and i want to like talk no so. i love this 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 uh, look you got those jerky young ones on i don't know what the hell they're talking about i got a guy here <laughs> That knows what I'm talking about. That's I, okay, and you've talked. I jump on it. No, no. I, so no, okay, so make the Yule Tide game. Can we? Can stop, we? Stop, stop. John Lindstrom, not Lind. John, who came on, who I love. John in, Lindstrom. In that wonderful movie. Yeah, John Lindstrom. Do you know John Lindstrom? Very well. I know. John. Loved him. 
please, when you see him, say Ron Russell sends his very, very best. We actually had a fantastic show with him. and uh, Love the man. It got Love like three him. million plays. This show will get a lot of plays, too. It got, it got John Lindstrom and... Um, and John Berriman are two like highest plays. They're not a, they're not necessarily the biggest, the most well known people. Not the but biggest Everybody names. like loved them. They're right. such such right. really nice guys. Oh, John hold on. did a my did phone's ringing. Let me grab it. Okay, John. <laughs> you going to you going to the bathroom? I have to go too. No, he said his phone's ringing. Oh, <laughs> I, I love it. We uh, can see your stomach. <laughs> or, or, order an extra pizza for us. I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for UPS, and I thought that might be <laughs> okay. This that's is... okay. So we'll go back though. So you did a movie, Make the Yuletide Gay. Is that movie actually available that we can see it like on Netflix or anywhere? Uh, I'm not sure where it is. I think it is. People see it. I think every every Christmas it they people see it someplace. I always get yeah, like the title on. is familiar to me. Make I, the Yuletide I, I, Gay. Yeah, I would never forget that title. You also did a movie, American Loser, with Sean William Scott. What was it called? American Loser. I can't remember that. <laughs> Don't you love it? Don't isn't, you love isn't it? Isn't that cool though that you do so many things? Because I've seen a lot. Okay, but you also did Twin Peaks. Are you in the remake that they're doing now? No, I, I, I would like to be, but I'm not. I don't know anything yet. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I would love. I, I would like to be. Yeah, it'd be great. But we'll see. Oh, we should try to do something then. I we don't should, know. We should well, like tweet to them and tell them that they need to bring you back uh, for the new. Uh, the new seasons or the new episodes or movie. I think it's it's a movie that they're doing, right? I think it's a no, movie. They're doing, uh, 18, uh, they're doing 18 episodes. We had somebody else on the show who was in it. Well, I can tell you one thing. You are going to work more in the next coming years than ever before because you've got what they're looking for. You're handsome. You're older. You're, you can play many parts, many parts. Uh, it's wonderful what's happening. You're, you're just starting your career, my friend, because wow. you've entered a new Hollywood. No, it's... Don't 70 just wait. is the new 40 is the ar title of wait, the article we just read. Let me explain something. What and they're not 70 yet. <laughs> everybody, everybody we know is a producer. Even Jimmy's producing this movie that I'm in next month. <laughs> Sleep with the producer, you get the part. Um, every producer we're talking to is saying, we want the young audience and we want the old audience. What we do is we get Robert De Niro and we tie him up with the young person and we put him in a film. People from all over come. Barbara Streisand now is supposed to be doing Gypsy, playing the mother. She's having a difficult time casting. I, I understand that, uh, what's her name, the one with the meat? What's her Lady name? Gaga. Lady Gaga was supposed to play the young girl part, but for some reason Barbara said, no, no, no. What they're doing is they're bringing all the old stars back and putting them in with like Miley uh, Cyrus to make the film happen. Yeah. So therefore, here's work for all us greyheads. Excellent. I don't have your name. I mean, I I was theater and and nightclub more than I was movie, but you're a big shot in your field. So they're going to be knocking on your door, handsome face. I shall I shall keep in touch with you and let you know how that goes. <laughs> well, you're going to be hanging out with us in Palm Springs. I told you, John, me, all the crazies. So we've got we got a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit. So you have a thing called the Citizens Band. Yes, I do. I wrote it down. Avant-garde cabaret collective of international performance artists reminiscent of the Weimar era whose acclaimed yeah. theatrical presentations deal with controversial, political, religious, and social themes. Give us an example. Uh, well, the last, the last show we did was about uh, reproductive, female reproductive rights. Uh, we usually do uh, – I think next year we're going to be – Focusing, you know, towards the election, will you know, encouraging young people to get out and vote. Uh, we tend vote for Donald we, Trump. No, no, we tend to be um, little 
pretty far to the left. So, um, <laughs> we talk about, you know, we did a on health and the whole health issue in Obamacare was when they were fighting to, 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 to pass that bill. So. Do you think Donald Trump has a chance? At, at what? <laughs> <laughs> at uh, cleaning up Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, I, I have, I think, considering he destroyed the skyline of New York City, I don't, I, I don't have much help, so. Right, that's an interesting uh, viewpoint. I've never heard that one. After he destroyed the skyline of New York, that's quite interesting. Because I'm a New Yorker, yeah. and I love the old skyline. Yeah, I did too. I love. So it. actually, I, like, do soap operas shoot? Because don't a lot of soap operas shoot in New York? Did they, they used to shoot in New York? Do they still shoot in New York? Silver so cut, right? Left there. There's only four, and they're all here in California. Okay. So yeah. who's shooting at Silver Cup? Uh, they never, I don't know if they ever shot there. They were actually, I think Silver Cup right now is probably Lena Dunham and maybe, uh, what's the other big show out there that's, uh, I can't oh, remember. The, got, a detective show with the, Jane Mansfield's daughter. They uh, shoot Law and there. Order. They Law and Order shoots there. Aren't they, I thought they were in Manhattan, over on the pier, the, the, the west no, side. No, 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 Law and Order shot out of Silver Cup. Silver Cup. Oh, I like it. Queens Plaza. They use Queens, Queens Plaza as their backgrounds. Which is right downstairs from Silver Cup, and wow. there's a few other shows that shoot out of Silver Cup. Now they're building another big uh, they, Astoria Studios is back, and they're building another big studio in Queens Plaza also. Okay. So, uh, yeah, film is coming to New York. Mm. Good. So you have a ton of fans in the chat room. A lot of them are asking questions. How about mm. things like? Do you have a particular out of all your out of all your daytime? Uh, soap opera, different roles. Do you have a character that you liked better, or a soap opera that you enjoyed more working on? Uh, I liked. I played a psychiatrist on Bold and Beautiful, and I liked that character very much. Um, he was. Uh, he was. A, he was just a good guy. He was a good character. I liked. I loved my character on General Hospital too. You know, Duke Duke Lavery was a great character. Um, those, those two. All your characters, like all your characters, because like you're always like the ladies' man. Like I, I didn't watch Bold and Beautiful, but like on, uh, on, um, on General Hospital, because I used to love Finola Hughes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still love Finola Hughes, but like back then, like I hadn't figured out that I was like gay, and so otherwise I would have liked you more. <laughs> but I thought Finola Hughes was so like so wonderful, and I thought she's so nice, and it would be so great, you know, like. Like to to like know her and stuff and like and I saw actually recently I saw a picture on your Twitter stream with you were with her so like obviously you still stay in touch. Yeah, we're very close. One of her, uh, one of her son is my godson. Oh, cool. congratulations! You know, I, I would like to ask you a question. I'm going to bring up a name from many many years ago when you were a youngster. Did you ever know Casey Michaels? He was a soap opera star. On uh, I went out with him when I was 17 years old and he was 34. And I thought, oh, my God, he's a movie star. K.C. Michaels was on maybe Young and Restless back um, in the 19... Na the name is familiar, but I don't... I don't... Early in the late 50s, 1957-58. No, I don't... I... Gorgeous guy, blonde, tall, handsome, blue eyed, Looked like a Gene... Uh, Jeanette McDonald's guy, uh, Gene Nelson. Not Gene Nelson. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, I guess he would be dead now. He could be like, he could be like 87 Wow! No, I, I never, I never met him. I, I, I heard that I've heard the name, but I never. Yeah, met Casey him. Michaels, and that was a time when when they had to really hide their gayness. And yeah. I was seventeen, looking twelve, and uh, Casey was thirty-four. And whenever we went out, he used to try to pass me off as his nephew, 
And my favorite date with KC was in Greenwich Village was one potato, two potato. Imagine I was dragging this famous soap opera star into a little hamburgeria where all the kids ate. It was it was so charming. He was lovely. The lovely guy. I never had sex with him. I was terrified okay, of him. don't talk about sex a lot. Why am I not allowed? We don't have no, sex, Jimmy. No, but we don't talk about it. Like when uh, I like this guy; he's my friend. I know, but it doesn't make any difference. There's millions of people like listening. They're, they're all the people that listen life. are my. How do you think we're the number one TV show with 28 million viewers? If I sit here talking about my fingernails, nobody's gonna care. <laughs> you got to talk about the good stuff, baby. So, our show is okay. So is your wait, our, sh our show is a conversation show. We all sit here and bullshit like we're in a, in a, in a restaurant talking. So is your significant other in the in the entertainment industry? Uh, he's on the he's on the periphery of it. Yeah. Oh. He has, yeah. What does that mean? He's, uh, he's, not, quite he's not not a performer. Oh, he's a he's a background person. Uh, he's a he, he works with entertainment people. Oh, he's in the managerial position. I'm doing what's my line. No, this is what's my line. I've always wanted to do what's my line. Oh my God, I'm doing what's my line. Is, 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 does he does he like manage people like strange people? <laughs> Remember that stupid show? What's my line? Is he gorgeous? I'm sure he's gorgeous. He manages, I think. He has to be gorgeous for you to like him, right? Yeah, I like. Yeah, he's. he's you wouldn't be with some fat, ugly old dog. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would I. When I met Jimmy, I Jimmy was Jimmy picked me up in the mall. I was walking in white jeans, white flip flops, and a white shirt with my pure white hair. And Jimmy walks up to me and he said, "You're the most gorgeous man in this mall." I said, "Get the fuck out of here." I did. I thought he was a, an idiot, and he was dressed in these weird clothes with earrings, and he looked strange. And he followed me to the mall. And I went into Bed Bath & Beyond and I'm looking out the window and there he is at the bottom of the escalator waiting. Now I said to myself, this is a weirdo. I'm going to have to deck him when I go down there. And I went down and I looked at him and he's following me some more. Nothing happens. Months pass. I'm in there with a date, my boyfriend, Burton, and he finds me again in the mall. He must have cruised the mall all day. And, I was shocked. And anyway, he told, me, he told me that his name was Jimmy Starr and he had a radio show. And I thought, okay, so he's normal in my world. And I said, I'm Ron Russell, I have a television show, and we became friends. I still didn't like him. I mean, I thought he was sweet and wonderful, but uh, then we went and we did a, a play together, and he put on a suit and a tie. I fell in love. He was the most gorgeous thing in the world, dressed like a human. I mean, with a suit and I a was tie. A, I was a rock star clothing designer, and I used to wear really wild clothes, and I dress, you know, I've dressed out in John, Madonna. Like clothes where it's torn at the crotch and there's a piece of underwear hanging out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seen with men like that. I'm sorry. But anyway, I flipped over Jimmy. When he was in that royal blue suit, oh, my God, he was gorgeous. So let's go about, okay, so Ron likes old Hollywood. We've got four minutes. So who's your, do you have a favorite, uh, like, older Hollywood star, like a Hollywood legend? Uh, you know, I was very fortunate because when I came out here to live in uh, the 80s, I... You know, the, uh, you know, Jay, of course, was still around. I, I got to spend time with her, with uh, Martha Ray, who I loved. Martha was a dear friend of mine. Maggie, are you kidding? Uh, Maggie, I, I just knew her from Florida, from Billy Lee's. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maggie was my best bud. Okay, what about, how about, like, male one? Like, I'm a, I'm a huge Cary Grant fan. I, I never saw any of the black and white movies until I met Ron. I had never seen any of them. I'm a big Cary Grant fan now. Yeah, and, Cary Grant, I, I like a lot. Kirk Douglas, I like. I've met Kirk several times. He's, he's a wonderful man. Never met him. Uh, like uh, Joan Leslie, I was very close to. She just passed away about a month yeah, ago. Yeah, never knew her either. 
Do you uh, have I, a like like if do you have a do you have a celebrity like since you've worked with a lot of really big people? Do you have like the ideal celebrity or person that wow like if you were going to be able to work with somebody? Do you have somebody you haven't worked with that you think would be really great uh, if you could be cast and work opposite? No. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's good. You could have used my name, your dog. <laughs> but getting back to Maggie, I knew Maggie in the '60s when she was married to Rocky. Graciano, and they lived in Forest Hills, Queens, and I went to a party at Maggie's house, I remember, with a few friends of mine, and she, when, as soon as we walked in, she said, oh, thank God the gays are here. Could you cook something for everybody? I don't know what to do. The, the caterer couldn't come and bring it, and I was saying, when are the gays coming? When are the gays coming? Maggie was a doll. She had a brother who had some kind of an affliction, an illness of some kind. I was like 17 when I met her at, at the time with Milton Berle. We, we, oh my God! It was all the people from television of the day, Faye Emerson, all those, all those people. I, we used to go to a restaurant in New York called the. Um, you two anyway, it's on. Long. What's on Third Avenue? They knocked it down. I was always very nice to her brother because he was gay, and nobody else was, and I was kind. And Maggie appreciated that. Milton Berle chased me. I was seventeen. Milton Berle didn't leave me alone. If, and nobody knew that he, I mean, all those dresses he put on, honey, he was enjoying it, trust me. But uh, Milton Burrow, <laughs> he chased me, and I thought Milton Burrow was the most ugly, disgusting old man I ever saw in my life. And I used to tell Maggie, is he going to be there? She said, oh, honey, if he finds out you're there, he's there. So I thought, uh-oh, Milton, I shouldn't really out Milton Burrow. It's all a lie, folks. I just make up this stuff. Did you know Milton was a big old queen? As it was Danny <laughs> Kay. Danny <laughs> Kay was another one that chased Oh. Mm. Old gay Hollywood. Cesar Romero was gay. My dear, wait, my dearest friend, Mr. Blackwell, who I loved and adored and hung out with, Richard was gay, and he made it with Tyrone Power for six months. And when Tyrone broke up That's with him, he knows who these people are. Do you know who Tyrone Power of is? He knows who Tyrone Power is. He's he's he knows the great legends. Listen to this. Hang on, let him let him talk. Blackwell was in a three-way with oh, Cary no, Grant and Randolph hey, Scott. Oh, stop that. Stop it, you little no. sissy fairy. <laughs> He was in the Blackwell was I don't in a three way with Cary Grant and Randolph Scott. No, I thought, stop it. I said, oh my, this is all out in public. It's in Blackwell's book, From Rags to Bitches. Everybody could read this. It's public knowledge. I'm not ratting on anybody. And he's dead anyway. What does it matter? They're all dead. I know, but still, you <laughs> might not all want to know that. Did you know all those people were gay? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I want the world to know the people they paid their money to go see and idolize and worship were gay. With the gay people are not only people that cruise Macy's bathroom, you know. <laughs> there are plenty of gay people out there. Look at Marjorie Maine was gay. Spring Byington was gay. Women you never suspected. Joan Crawford was gay, partial gay. Barbara Stanwyck was a drag butch. Please, I knew these people. <laughs> and the ones that are alive, I won't discuss. Is this, can, can I ask you a question? Is sure. this always like this? <laughs> always. It's always it's like crazy. this. It's always like this. It's, it's not any different with you on it. Uh, it's always no, like no. this. I have such fans that love me. They write me such wonderful stuff. They said, we've never in our life ever heard anybody that tells it like it is like you. You don't give a shit, do you? I say, no. You know why? I'm 75. I could be dead tomorrow. So what do I care? I say what I damn feel like it. I earned it. Yes, I'm here. Did. You know, I'm still here. And we don't hurt anybody. We don't offend anybody. It's a fun show. And I don't think saying a person is gay is offensive. Do you? I don't think referring to a gay person as gay is, is wrong or insulting. No, absolutely not. 
It's not. All right, everybody. So listen up. So you guys got to listen. You're a delight. You are a delight. You got to listen to the repeat play on this one because this is a wild one, everybody. No, he got on the phone, uh, on the the line, Ian Buchanan. You guys, if you want to follow him on Twitter, follow him. It's at Kilt Trip USA, K I L T T R I P USA. Um, he's a, a five-time Emmy nominee, Emmy winner for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. He's handsome. He's good-looking. He's fabulous. He's extremely nice. And, uh, and he's we got wanna, great teeth. And he's oh, got I great teeth. teeth. And we want to thank you for oh, coming on the Jimmy Star teeth. Show. And we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas for you and your significant other. Yes. And we want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank we'll, you, guys. Happy holidays, Ron. Happy holidays, Jimmy. I yes, you too. And we'll see you out west. If you think this is wild, come to one of our fun parties. <laughs> I look forward to it. I shall, I shall insist on coming to it. We don't switch partners, though. No switching. <laughs> oh we don't do three ways. No switching. We just get crazy and have fun. Ian, thank you so much. Bye, have a happy Ian. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you, Christmas guys. Merry Christmas. You, Christmas. Happy New thank Year. Bye-bye. You were a delight to have. All right, everybody. Next week's Christmas show. Everything should be fun. We're going to have a good time. We want to thank everybody in the chat room for turning in. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And, Chad, thanks, dude. We'll see you next week. Bye, Chad. Thank you. See you next week, folks. You guys are crazy. Bye-bye. Yeah, crazy. It was a good show, though, wasn't it? It's great. Jimmy, bitch, I'm your one I wanna be. Jimmy Star, new celebrity. We'll take you out.